Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Low Key Deadly. We are in the wilderness. There are llamas next door, and we just do not know what to do with ourselves. I'm Cameron. I'm Victoria. I'm Sylvia. Work. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So we are in a remote area of the Swiss Alps, just spending some time, you know, getting to know one another, getting to know ourselves. Bitch, we're in Heber. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Or Haber, as my Alexa corrected me. (laughs) That bitch. That bitch Alexa is always trying to do some shit. (laughs) Yeah, so we are on a little bit of a retreat, you know, detoxing our bodies, getting right in our head, getting right with God. (laughs) No. After last night, no. We got so drunk last night. It was that was intense and I loved it. Oh my god. I remember just like looking around and I'm like, why did I just have seven shots of Tito's? I don't drink Tito's. Like I drink Tito's, but not straight. I had Soko and Lime shots back to back to back to back to back. I, I didn't care. After yeah. that point, I said, fuck, I'm already here. Might I just well. kept making them. I was like turning out these SoCo I, lime shots. I said, Cameron, is that a shot? He said, hey, girl. And I was like, oh, shit. And I kept finding random ones because so I, I would drink I, I them. I made so many of them because everybody was like, that's not enough. That's not enough. So I had 25 shots of SoCo lime in front of me and probably like 10 people took them. Mm-mm. Mind you, this is all my family. So it's not like we're just out here partying with no care in the world. We are in a... 20,000 square foot cabin right now. So we're far away from each other. (laughs) Where to throw your privilege. Just kidding. (laughs) So yeah, it's been really cool. So we're all together and that's why it just sounds so good, bitch. What's everybody drinking? Because I know we all have something different. I'm having a screwdriver. After last night, I needed that. <laughs> Hair of the dog. Mm-hmm. That licked your ass. Ew. Oh, no. <laughs> Bitch, again, we are not going there. Um, the first thing I found was Malibu. Ew. I know, it's gross, but... You're disgusting. I took some. <laughs> I got coke and yak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. I threw a little bit of rum in here too, but not Malibu because that is disgusting. Okay, bitch. I <laughs> just, I cannot, I don't know what it is about Malibu. I just cannot drink Malibu. I can only drink it um, by itself or um, with pineapple juice. Like, do you remember? Is that the only way um, you can drink yeah, that is really oh. pretty much the only way you can drink it. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Do you remember when we like just got out of high school and we thought that we were like the coolest things going out and partying and somebody was like, oh, let's play beer pong with Malibu. Ew. And I could not drink that after that night, like ever again, ever I, again. You thought we were so cool. I did that with absolute vodka. And then my friend and I were throwing up on the side of the highway. Work. <laughs> Who was in the car? Was it? Were you in the car with me in that Uber driver when I said, I'm going to tell you when I have to throw up. And it when I have me. to throw up, if you don't pull over, I will throw up in your car. And, and I was sitting fault. right next to you. And I was throwing up on the freeway. Like, I was just like, pull over. Was that the pull night, over. Was that the night you and Nancy ran away? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Bitches. It's just when I'm living my fantasy and living my life, like, I can't be bothered. And everybody was being like, we need to go home. We need to go home. I got to get they back to my They had ordered man. the Uber already. <laughs> I didn't say to order the Uber. I was not going to spend there another minute while you got hit on by some weird ass men. 
Do you have to say men? Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to say? House? You could say same sex. Like, keep it political. Men. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I don't know what it is, but whenever we go out, somebody always has to touch me or say something to me. Like when we were in LA and somebody ran up and just slapped my butt when I was turned <laughs> around. Where were we? We you were, were there. We were all there. You're <laughs> always there and you never do anything. No, but this time we didn't know. So he literally was like, <gasps> someone just slapped my ass. And I was like, where? I was looking. I didn't, I didn't see anybody walk past her. I mean, I did look really good in LA, so I'm not surprised. But it just With came as tight a shock. Ass I can't like wear. I can't wear loose clothes. They stress me out. Okay. I have to feel like a stuffed sausage casing. Mm-mm, that is not cute. <laughs> <laughs> I need to open the soda. Oh, let's take a drink. Yes, let's do it. Here's to world oh, peace. Oh, you took my shot, bitch. <laughs> The moment I said it, I took it. <laughs> okay, so we had our drink. Now on to today's story. It is my turn. Oh my god, this high elevation <laughs> has me breathing all heavy. <laughs> we're just staring. We're like, <laughs> you good girl? <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> okay, so today I'm going to be telling you guys about the exorcism of Rolando. Has anybody heard of it? I haven't, no. no. So this is actually the story that inspired The Exorcist, the movie. The original one with the little girl? Yeah, Regan. Mm. That little bitch. Actually, her (laughs) name sounds familiar, but... Well, Roland wasn't his actual name. It it was a pseudonym that they gave him um, to hide his identity. Kind of like John Doe. Yeah. (laughs) Or Sylvia Garcia. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, they gave him that pseudonym to protect his identity, and this all took place in the 1940s in Washington, D.C. So, so, uh, Ronald was an only child who... Wait, now you said Ronald. Did I say Ronald? Ronald, you said Ronald. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? (laughs) So, Roland... Roland was an only child who really depended on adults for his entertainment, so he got really close with his aunt... Her name was Aunt Harriet, and she was a spiritualist. So many of the kids who knew Roland, Roland, <laughs> Ronald Just think McDonald's, of Roland. Yeah, Roland. Um, so many of the uh, kids who knew Roland, uh, they described him as quiet, withdrawn, and unpopular. Like, first of all, if anybody ever gave that description to the news of me, like unpopular, fuck you, you yeah. little twat. Don't fucking say that shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He was super unpopular. (laughs) He got made fun of all the time. Um, (laughs) He wasn't very athletic, but he was a good student who loved to learn. That sounds like something a teacher would write in your yearbook. You're not very athletic, but you're a great student and you love to learn. So let's talk about his aunt a little bit. So she was a spiritualist. Do you guys know what spiritualism is? I think so. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Isn't it just like the... um, Kind of like thinking about the universe. What do you think it is? Is that like when you're like into energies mm-hmm. and like vibes and... Yeah, so spiritualism okay. is a religious movement based on the belief that spirits of the dead exist and have both the ability and the inclination to communicate with the living. The afterlife or the spirit world is seen by spiritualists not as a static place, but as one in which spirits continue to evolve. Okay. So this is where like... 
mediums come into play and like, you know, energy healing and whatnot. So this is the kind of stuff that she was into. One of the things that she taught Roland was about Ouija boards. Have you guys ever played with a Ouija board? Never no. in my damn life. No. Yeah, me either. I've always just been too scared to do that. Yeah. She showed him how to communicate with spirits on the other side. Now, Ouija boards are devices that are used to communicate with the dead, and they typically have all the letters in the alphabet, numbers, um, yes and no, and hello sometimes, and goodbye. Um, you also need what's called a planchette. So it's like a small heart-shaped piece of wood or plastic that is used. It's a movable, like... Piece. Like, uh-huh. piece to show what, mm-hmm. what is being spelled out. And, like, you're supposed to, like, lightly put your hands on it and, you know, ask and communicate questions. Disclaimer. Please do not play with the Ouija board. Just yeah. leave, that, leave that shit alone. It's not worth it. No. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have one and I brought one. So if you guys don't want to. I'm no. just kidding. It's set up right behind us. <laughs> <laughs> so, fun fact. Hasbro actually makes Ouija boards for children eating up. Isn't that that's evil? Isn't that crazy? That's evil. Is that a brand that makes Hasbro, toys? like the the toy company? Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you could imagine when you get into Ouija boards and like trying to communicate with spirits. Like from what I know about Ouija boards, is like no matter what you do, you're always supposed to like say goodbye and like close that mm-hmm. that line of communication or like that circle or whatever it is. Um, and yeah, with my ass would probably forget. I'd be like, okay, talk to you tomorrow, ho, but like not say goodbye. <laughs> but tomorrow, not tomorrow, sorry, but people, mm-mm. it don't matter if you say goodbye. I feel like if we have ghosts still in hotels and shit and they give them proper burials and stuff to say goodbye and they're still there, even if you say goodbye, I feel like they're still going to be there. Yeah. And especially the bad ones, like, no, you got to do some special shit to get them out or fucking leave. Mm-hmm. In January of 1949, Roland's Aunt Harriet actually passed away. And shortly after she passed away, like weird little things started to happen. So they would hear scratching on the walls and scratching on the floors. And this might be something that's a little bit normal, like in an older house. So maybe you can chuck it up to just being an old house or whatever. At least that's what that would be my thought. Like if mm-hmm. I'm hearing shit, I'm like, it's probably just the pipes, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so let's see. So then it started to escalate um, little by little. So mattresses would, mattresses would start moving. Objects would levitate or fly across the room. Strange noises would just keep the family up all night. And it just continued on and on and it kept getting worse. And there was noises that turned into like thumping and footsteps. At one point, there was a portrait of Jesus Christ hanging on the wall and it began moving and banging against the wall. And the occurrences only happened when Roland was around. So, of course, they're like, my kid is the devil. <laughs> like, <laughs> could you imagine, like, you have your kid and, like, they're, like, in the kitchen and all of a sudden, like, all of the fucking cabinets open. I'd be like, you're going to go stay at your Theas for a while. <laughs> He's like, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Dead. That's why this is happening. <laughs> oh, my God. Your other Thea. <laughs> So at this point, the family is just like, okay, I, we need we need to do something because something is seriously wrong here, and it has to do with Rolando. <laughs> so they looked for help for anybody that would listen. So doctors, psychiatrists, and they actually went to um, their pastor. He was um, a, a Lutheran pastor, and his name was Miles Schultz. 
Schultz or Schultzy, one of the two. And he actually had an interest in parapsychology. Do you guys know what parapsychology is? Mm -mm. So parapsychology is the study of alleged psychic phenomenon. So like telepathy, um, clairvoyance, psychokinesis, telekinesis, like those types of things. Like they, they study it and they try and decide like whether it's real or not. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how you would, but um, it's one of those guys. And he corroborated a lot of the claims of activity that the family was experiencing. And he advised the parents to consult with a Catholic priest who was familiar with exorcism. But like, was weird stuff happening to Roland or was it just the house? It was just everything around them, but it would only happen when he was there. Okay. So they naturally were just like, bitch, it's Mm you. (laughs) It's you. They didn't think maybe like to test it out by like leaving the house. And then seeing, like, if it was really him? Well, I'm sure that the somebody, anybody that they were talking to, like like this guy, um, uh, Miles, Miles Schultz or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep saying his name wrong, but I'm sure he was just like, if you leave, it's still going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure somebody mm-hmm. told them that it was still going to happen. So they were mm-hmm. like, well, we can't fucking leave. So do you guys know, like, exorcisms and, like, what's involved and... You, to, like, a small degree. Yeah, I've heard, but I, I don't remember the details. So, like, exorcisms, they have to be approved by the church. Mm-hmm. Like you by are, the Vatican, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You are not allowed to perform an exorcism without, like, approval to okay. do so. And, like, only certain people are allowed to do it. <laughs> there is a ghost. <laughs> Bitch. Okay, no, for real. <laughs> I keep hearing shit on this side. No, me too. And it's creeping me out. <laughs> I thought that was people. I was like, it sounds like a damn crowd. That, and then it sounds like something's like rattling. Did someone talk about the ghost in our room last night? <laughs> oh my God. Oh. We literally had a ghost in our room last night that was opening our door. Yeah, the door kept opening at night. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, only certain people are allowed to be exorcists and they have like a school for it and like you learn and study it. And I think I read that like most priests like don't even do it. Yeah, they won't agree to it though. Like, right, it has to be like yeah. a serious, serious case for them to like There has to be it. like proof that yeah. is, okay. X, Y, Z. So, so not going back to movie, but like The Conjuring, didn't, what's his name, Ed? Ed, Ed Warren, Warren, didn't he get in trouble for well, doing an exorcist without he being approved? Actually, he was actually the only one, I believe, that was not a priest that could be authorized to do it. For real? Yeah. Yeah. I read a lot about the Warrens just like in my free time. And he he was one of the only people that, you know, was able to perform an exorcism with like a, with approval, you know? Didn't he get in trouble, though? Oh, I'm sure. I thought he got in trouble. That was one of the reasons. But, sorry. But exorcisms are supposed to be, like, super dangerous. There's different levels of them. So Mm -hmm. there's, like, these minor exorcisms where they read, like, a certain, you know, rite in the Bible. Mm -hmm. But then there's these major exorcisms that can take days and weeks to complete. And it's, like, it's insane. I... I'm scared to like look up all of that stuff I don't most look of the time. That stuff. I know. <laughs> nope. But in this case, like I, I, I needed to know a little bit more about them. And that's really what it came down to is there's certain types of exorcisms. There's certain people that can do it. They all have to be authorized. And only the, well, it's not even the Vatican that has to do it, but like the, what are they called? The, the diocese or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Like there's a certain, there's a certain level that you have to reach to be able to approve an exorcism. 
So the first exorcism took place in February of 1949 at Georgetown University Hospital. And the exorcism was never completed because it just got so intense and uh, Roland was able to escape his restraints during the exorcism. And he lashed out at the, priest, the priest's arm with a bed spring from the mattress and he cut his arm. What the hell? Yeah. How old was he when this was happening? He was 14. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was still like an early teenager. Um, so the exorcism was halted and the family the family ended up calling another uh, Catholic priest who was a professor at St. Louis University and his name was Raymond J. Bishop and Bishop actually kept a daily log of the events and, while he was working with Roland of everything that had happened. I tried to find it, but it was not there. So... After this first exorcism happened, they're still like, okay, well, nothing's getting better. Like, he's still going crazy, and I have to lock my door at night. So one of the family's cousins actually put them in touch with two uh, Jesuit uh, priests. And I was just like, what's a Jesuit priest? So it's like this society type of thing, Mm -hmm. like within Catholicism. And they're called Jesuit, Jesuit priests. Um, so one of them was named Father Walter Halloran and the other one was William Bodern. And they agreed to perform a second exorcism uh, with the help of several different people. And they basically all gathered together. And this was in March of 1949. And the exorcist witnessed scratching on the boy's body and the mattress uh, shaking violently. And it was basically the same stuff that had happened in the previous exorcism. Mm -hmm. So the Jesuit priest noticed a pattern in Roland's behavior. So he would be calm and totally fine during the day, like just like a normal kid. But as soon as night would fall, like that's when all the shit would happen. Like he would um, he would start screaming. He would have outbursts and he would like try and hurt people like like the exorcist. Have you guys seen the exorcist? Mm -hmm. So just like that. So there would be times where Roland would be in this trance-like state and he would just make these like low growl noises. And they were like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) My kid did that. I would, I don't know what I would do. I know. Could you imagine? Like, what do you do? Because you're. If your kid's sitting in the corner in a dark corner growling, what would you do? Uh, Get your ass up. (laughs) Shantae, shut the fuck up. What did I tell you about what we had company? Shantae, you don't stay. <laughs> Go in your room. <laughs> you want to hear that She's shit? Like, no, mama. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um. <laughs> did he ever use the Ouija board that the aunt taught him? Yeah. Oh, so he did use it. Yeah. Okay. That's what I think. I think that that's what that's started. How, I think started that's what started. It? I yeah. think that's what started but it. But if his aunt loved him, like, why would she be evil to him? Or do you think no, he just like called a different spirit? I don't think I she think, was yeah. trying to be evil. But again, this is why you have to be careful playing with BG boards because you never know who's coming through. Mm-hmm. So even though she may have thought of it as, oh, let me teach him different stuff. You know, there's still there's still warning signs and she probably didn't take the correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. the correct steps. So this exorcism took weeks like it took a long time. And during all, all of it, like the account from the Jesuit priests, they were saying that all of this shit was happening. Like shit was flying across the room. Um, he would react violently when he saw any sacred um, 
objects mm-hmm. like like a cru- crucifix. Mm-hmm. Like he he just could not be around it. And at one point, the they saw like under his shirt, they saw an X appear on his chest. And they thought that it signified the number 10, you know, the Roman numeral 10. Mm-hmm. And in another incident, there was a pitchfork um, pattern on his thigh and it went down to all the way towards his ankle. So these these things happened every single night, like after, you know, X amount of weeks. It doesn't say exactly, but it says a few weeks. So mm-hmm. like three weeks maybe. And they believed that... The X on his chest signified the number 10, so they figured that it was 10 demons that were possessing him all at once. Oh, Could you imagine? Ooh. And I and I think, I like, I've heard of that, like, when I was... Did you hear that? I just keep hearing creepy shit. Oh, my God. And I'm like, my, my back is... I know, open, to the open yeah, space. Yeah, and, like, I keep feeling like I need to turn around. <laughs> yeah, so we're in this little barn right now, just filming because it was so loud at the other house. And it's creepy up here. Yeah. (laughs) Pick this place. (laughs) So this stuff was going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And like these, the X's on the chest and like things flying and like him physically like hurting people. Um, And these two guys, I'm not, not guys, they're priests. So I should (laughs) give that respect. Um, They just continued like night after night after night. And on March 20th is when the exorcism took a turn for disgusting basically so roland actually urinated all over his bed and began yelling and cussing out the priests and ronald's parents were just like done they were like i cannot handle this anymore so they basically took him to a hospital for different types of treatment they're like this obviously isn't working so maybe it's just something mental that we need to figure out and on April 18th in Roland's room at the hospital. It was Monday after Easter and he actually woke up and was having seizures. And he was yelling at the priest saying that Satan would always be with him. Ew. Yeah. Uh uh. Throw that whole kid away. Yeah. It's time. (laughs) And the priest laid like crucifixes, different medals, and rosaries on him. And at 10 45 p.m. that evening, uh, the priest called on St. Michael to expel Satan from Roland's body. So St. Michael is a art, archangel, I oh, believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. I believe. So he called on him for, for assistance, like, in the whole shit. Like, <laughs> it's just crazy, like, hearing this story because, mm-hmm. like, that's why it's a little bit harder for me to do, like, ghost stories because, like, there's, so there's like, these mm-hmm. different religions involved and mm-hmm. and... There's never, like, a real true account of, like, what is happening. So you're going off of, like, all of these different stories, and they're each a little bit different. Um, So he called on St. Michael to expel Satan from his body, and they shouted at Satan, saying that St. Michael would battle him for Roland's soul. And seven minutes later, Roland came out of his trance and simply said, he's gone. Ooh. Ah! Yeah. And then he was telling them about a vision he had that St. Michael vanquished Satan on a great battlefield. And from there, there were no more documented instances of any occurrences that had happened, no crazy behavior, and Roland went on to live a completely normal life from that moment on. Oh, but nobody knows who he is to this day because... Oh, did he change his name? No, oh, it's right, a pseudonym. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So nobody knows who it is. Ew. 
Mm. I think he would be about 80 by now. Mm. What if he was just joking the entire time and then he's like, all right, I'm done. He's like, he's gone. (laughs) (laughs) And he wasn't really actually being possessed. He left the building, honey. (laughs) So yeah, that's basically how it ended. And this guy just went on, lived his best life, I guess. Mm -mm. So do you know if they uh, made the Exorcist movie... Based off of this guy? Yeah, it was based off of this story. Like, oh, this, this guy's story. I wonder how after it was all over, like... Because think about it. With the parents, mm-hmm. you've seen your son just go through hell, pretty much. And you went through shit because of this shit. Now, after it's all over, I don't feel like they trusted him 100%. Oh, hell no. I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> your kid, mm-hmm. you're just, like, always scared of him? Mm-mm. I couldn't. I really couldn't because, like, after seeing all that... Hell no. Yeah, it would be super strange. And then now every any little any little thing like if something like you know how air sometimes will go across your face. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll be like oh. <laughs> 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 something creepy happens. Yeah, so I just I wouldn't be able to trust my kid. Like it w- it would be it would be too much. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to trust myself. Do you, do you know who found the stories that the priest wrote? Like, how they got these accounts? Um, there was a book written, and oh, okay. the book was called... Because I love these stories, but it's hard for me to believe that... It's called Possessed. Shit was flying around. Possessed? Yeah. By Thomas B. Allen. Like, I love the story, but, like, was shit really, like, levitating and flying around? Oh, wait, no. It's called um, uh, The Diary of Bishop. That's what it's called. Mm. Yeah, so he was just like, it's over. He's gone. I, I believe some crazy shit can happen. Yeah. Um, well, if you think about it, um, like, it, it's all energy, like demonic mm-hmm. energy, like ghost energy, and True. energy can be used to... Do... Yeah. Like, and you know, energy yeah. does so many different things. It mm-hmm. turns on the light. Like, yeah. it, it fucking makes the stove work. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But. And I feel like, too, like, you've ever heard those stories where, like, the person was sitting there and their drink would move? Mm-hmm. I feel like if, and especially, too, like, if they're thinking there was 10 demons in him, imagine how, how much energy that would be for all that shit to happen. Mm-hmm. That'd we, be too much. <laughs> Honestly, we think that there's, like, a ghost in my house. Mm-mm. Well, because, like, we'll always hear, like, the dishes kind of, like, rattle like we, we've gotten so used to it like it's no big deal but like one time we were watching um a scary movie it was me my sister and nancy and it got in the the lights in the kitchen were on but it sounded like someone was going through a bag because someone had just gotten to the store to get snacks mm-hmm. and it sounded like someone was going through the bag like to look to see like what was in the bag for snacks mm-hmm. and then we thought it was my brother so we we're like hey uh can you get us something and we're like hey and so we go over there and no one was in the kitchen. We literally all ran down the hallway to like a room. We were like screaming because we were so scared. Oh, hell no. That's creepy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know, like there's just a, you get like bad feelings. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like at certain places mm-hmm. or like, and that's all just like, so yeah, there's just been like energy is such like a, a crazy, mm-hmm. a crazy thing. Cause mm-hmm. it'll make you feel some type of way. And I always go by like my feelings about like mm-hmm. a place that I'm in, or if I feel uncomfortable, then I will remove myself. I don't from like that. 
I don't like feeling uncomfortable. So if I ever like go into a place and I have this automatic feeling of like, be careful, like, you know how your body would feel when you're just not, you don't want to be there. It's or not right. It's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I listen. I have to listen to my gut. There are some occasions where, you know, I wish I had listened to my gut, mm-hmm. but mm-mm. when my sister's boyfriend first started coming over to our house, he said that he would like feel like there was someone staring at him from behind. So he would turn around and there was no one there. Oh, hell no. And honestly, lately I've been feeling that at my house. <laughs> like I'm, I'll be in my kitchen Ooh. washing a dish or something. And mm-hmm. I just like feel like there's something. And I, I, I just I'll turn saw, around and there's like nothing there. I just saw. It's what's like, her boom. name? Who? What's her name? The one with the big eyes. With the big eyes. The drag queen. Trixie oh. Mattel? No. Mayhem? Mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> I just picture mayhem going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so just a reminder, always go with your motherfucking gut feelings. And I feel too, don't mess with the Ouija board. Again, you never know who's going to come in. Like, what was it? Conjuring 2? Uh-huh. When she made her own Ouija Don't even make her own Ouija board, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, don't, just leave it alone. You don't need to know, okay? Goodbye. Ugh, that creeps me out when people are like, oh, I remember when we were um, in high school and it was like around Halloween. You know how people be saying some shit just to sound like they're all badass? Mm-hmm. Some kid was like, oh my God, let's go to the cemetery with a Ouija board. I was like, no, I'm going to go home <laughs> and pass out candy. Actually, I can't even pass out candy that year because my mom wouldn't allow me. Let's go to the cemetery and let's play with this motherfucker Ouija board. And then people were like, ha, 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 that'd be so cool. And I'm all like, if you guys get possessed, don't come to the school no more. You trash bitch. Mm-mm. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh-uh. And I hate the people who are like, oh my God, let's go. Bitch, you know, damn well, you'd be making an excuse at the time. And I asked to go going, That's my a mom, good idea, Cheryl. Let's my do mom, it. My mom said I can't go. <laughs> I have so much stuff to do. My mom said I can't get to possess tonight. I'm really bummed. I fucking hate my mom. (laughs) (laughs) So sick of that bitch shit. (laughs) Yeah, so there actually, there's been very few like documented exorcisms in America. Mm -hmm. Because I just think that it's something that people don't take seriously. Mm -hmm. But even if you don't believe in it, I feel like it's still something that you should take seriously. Always just in case. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you never know. Like, devil come and eat your ass. Here we go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, at least he waited till the end of the episode yeah. this time. But you already said it in the beginning anyway. Sean, no, this is your lick fault. Your ass. I said lick. It, it don't matter. Ass. It still had ass. ass. Asthma. Asthma. Yeah, I don't feel like you should play with that shit even if. No. And you know, there's always those those people that like pride themselves on being skeptics. And that's awesome that it takes a little bit more for you to believe. But like, why would you go around being that shit's not real? That shit's not real, bitch. Or the ones that take it too far. And the next thing you know, you find out that they have the devil's book and they're like, oh, I'm going to start making all these spells. Like, mm-hmm. no, do it in your own time. Far away from everybody. Go do it in the woods somewhere by your damn self. Don't be trying to include anybody. <laughs> they be doing hexes to make one of your titties bigger than the other. Well, that shit already happened. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All I saw was her eyes, and I was just like, I saw that. I know I saw that <laughs> shit. 
So if you like us and you like our podcast, please follow us at LKD Podcast on all social medias. Give us a shout. Give us a five-star review. Tell your mom. You know, tell your brother. Tell your aunt. Tell your sister. Tell your daddy. Tell your mama. Tell and your tell mama. your side piece. Yeah, tell your side piece. Fuck that bitch. Just kidding. <laughs> Beep that <laughs> part. <laughs> <laughs>